I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Vulpix. When I first decided to move to Japan, members of my family jokingly said, you're just moving to Japan because you like Pokemon, aren't you? Obviously, there's more to it than that. The majority of the popular culture I enjoy is of Japanese origin. I like the architecture and landscapes. I love the friendly people and the peaceful, cooperative attitude. I'm keenly interested in the history, philosophy, mythology and spirituality of Japan. The twist, of course, is that I did discover all of this through my love of Pokemon. One of the biggest aspects of Japanese culture Pokemon introduced me to is the yokai. Yokai is a collective term for mythological creatures, spirits and characters. Along with the naturalistic and vaguely spiritual Shinto religion, the Japanese spirit is rife with characters like the Kappa, the Tanuki, and of course, the Kitsune. Vulpix is a fire-type Pokémon based on a fox. It was originally exclusive to Pokémon Blue, or Green in Japan, forming a sort of pair with Growlithe over in Pokémon Red. Vulpix is undeniably cute and pretty, although I recently traded a Vulpix over to my girlfriend's copy of Pokémon Red on the 3DS Virtual Console, where she was very amused by the old back sprite, which makes it look like, in her words, a turkey with a mohawk. The Pokedex entries talk a lot about the warm fire burning inside of Vulpix, and also the fact that it is born with just one white tail, which splits into six and gains colour as it grows older. This is never reflected in the in-game visuals, and it's just one of the many reasons I don't like to take the static sprites and very precisely delineated evolutions too seriously. It makes more sense, in my mind, to picture a Vulpix slowly growing and developing into a Ninetales over time like a real-life puppy maturing into a dog. This makes even more sense when we look at the origins of Vulpix's design. It's obvious enough that it's a fox Pokémon, but why the additional tails and the fire typing? The answer, as I alluded to at the start, is in Japanese folklore. Foxes, called Kitsune in Japan, are common across most of the world. In Europe they have a reputation for being wily and cunning, and this does translate to the Japanese attitude as well. In Japanese tradition, though, the Kitsune is afforded many additional abilities and attributes. They are said to be magical creatures, messages of the harvest god Inari. Legend says that a Kitsune can control fire and lightning. The phenomenon called Will-o'-the-Wisps in British folklore is called Foxfire in Japanese and attributed to the Kitsune. The Pokemon Emerald Pokedex entry for Vulpix even says, It can freely control fire making fiery orbs fly like will-o'-the-wisps. Just before evolution, its six tails grow hot as if on fire. So the, so the story goes, foxes gain additional tails as they mature and grow in magical power. Often this is said to peak at nine, though in some legends foxes have as many as 1,000 tails and grow to equal the gods in their power. Some legends about the Kitsune refer to them shifting shapes, possessing people and causing curses, mischief and strife. We'll get onto those signs of Kitsune a long way down the line, when we talk about Zoroark. For Ninetales, we'll look at the benevolent legends of the Kitsune. While the fox is considered a nuisance in the West, where eggs and meat have long been key components of farming and our diet, 
so foxes eating chickens is a big problem. In Japan, the bulk food is rice, and foxes eat the pests which threaten rice fields. Kitsune imagery is extremely prevalent in Japan. The Fushimi Inari Shrine in Tokyo, famous for the 10,000 beautiful red gates, is littered with gorgeous fox statues. It might very well be my favourite place on earth. Sitting on a ledge partway up the mountain and watching the sun set over Kyoto is enough to make anyone believe there's some magic in this land. As well as Vulpix and Ninetales, the Kitsune should be familiar to fans of Naruto, Digimon and countless other Japanese exports. As I already mentioned, Vulpix evolves into Ninetales. It doesn't have to wait for 1000 years. In the game, evolution is brought on with a simple Firestone. Ninetales is even more explicitly inspired by Kitsune legends. The Pokedex entries imbue it with psychic powers and an ability to curse people who touch its tail for 1000 years. They also claim, in multiple games, that Ninetales can live for just as long a length of time. One of my favourite bits of flavour comes from the Pokemon Yellow entry. According to an enduring legend, nine noble saints were united and reincarnated as this Pokemon. Both Vulpix and Ninetales made memorable appearances in the anime. Vulpix initially appeared as a preening prize Pokemon, and became a memorable partner of Brock's for a long period, and his development from gym leader to breeder. Ninetales had a brilliant episode dedicated to it. The gang encountered a Ninetales who had been waiting centuries for the return of its master to a run-down old mansion. This story could have been lifted wholesale from a Japanese myth or campfire ghost tale. The name Vulpix comes from the Latin for fox, Vulpes, and of course the word six. This is far less on the nose than the name Foxfire, which Vulpix had in the beta, but not quite as clever as the Japanese name Rokon. At first reading, it's a simple combination of Roku, or six, and Kon, the onomatopoeia for a fox's cry. A quirk of Japanese, though, is the use of multiple alphabets, including Chinese characters with multiple meanings and pronunciations. This gives rise to the Japanese love for extremely complex puns. And in the name Rokon, there are also allusions to curses, and stoves, and even an alternate reading of the word Kitsune itself. Ninetales is a simpler name. It has nine tails. The word tales is spelled to imply fairy tales or myths, although I can't tell you how many times I've forgotten that and misspelled it like the more literal nine tales. I'm not alone in that though, the same typo has made its way onto various official pieces of merchandise over the years, even including trading cards. The Japanese name is Kyukon, just swapping out six for nine in Rokon. In Pokemon Sun and Moon, we were given the beautiful Alolan Vulpix and Alolan Ninetales. Pale, ice and fairy type versions of the originals, they are gorgeous designs, inspired by the elusive Arctic Fox. The layers of real world mythology are less strong, although there is some wonderful flavour to the Pokedex entries. In Pokemon Moon, we are told, Possessing a calm demeanour, this Pokemon was revered as a deity incarnate, before it was identified as a regional variant of Ninetales. At the other end of the spectrum, Ultra Sun gives us an amusing anecdote, parodying the tired old myths about Pokemon appearing to save people in need. The reason it guides people all the way down to the mountain's base is that it wants them to hurry up and leave. Perhaps the most unique thing about Alolan Vulpix is that it is given its own unique name. Apparently, older generations of Alolans call Vulpix Kyokyo. This is taken from the real-world Hawaiian word for white, 
Friend of the show Chris Pangilli had this to say, I was always a big fan of Ninetales, being a fire-type Pokemon, and I'd often use it in blue or yellow, as I wouldn't pick Charmander as my starter on those, and I wouldn't always use Flareon either. I always found the mystical side of it in relation to Japanese folklore, and seeing Karuma and Naruto sharing the Ninetales to be very interesting, and maybe you can tell me more on this. Well Chris, I just did, for ages. Jonathan Cromie, composer for this show, has also been in touch to share his love of Vulpix and Ninetales. I wish I could tell you he doesn't always sound this posh and that he's playing it up for laughs, but, well... Hello, hello. Jonathan here. Long-time listener, long-time commenter, first-time audio commenter, if you like. I've chosen Vulpix for my first audio comment because I'm really pretty fond of the little fellow. It feels very British. The British public have a long-held, unspoken, and deeply respectful rivalry with the Red Fox. We hunt them. They wake us up in the night sounding like somebody's injuring a domestic feline. Tit for tat. Vulpix is the natural evolution, pun not intended, of that rivalry. A fox that can fire back. Genius! Not so fond of Ninetales, or Novum Fabuli as they were called at school. Feel that's pushing the conflict a little too far the other way. Thousand Year Curses down the ancestral line. Not much fun. Anywho, that's all from me. Keep up the good work, keep using the music, because nobody bloody else wants to. Ta-ra! Ninetales is a favourite Pokemon of one of my oldest and bestest friends, Leone. I got in touch with her to ask why she loved it, and she had this to say. It's generally gorgeous for one but I love the whole curse aspect if you touch its tails. I always thought 1,000 years was a bit harsh, but when you live a crazy long time, you may as well have something to keep you occupied. And lastly, we have of course been contacted by my number one fan, Andrew Rice. Hey, Luke Does Pokemon! It's me, your boy, Andrew Rice, coming at you every day on the telephone. I'm here to talk about Vulpix, Vulpix is a cool fire fox thing. Yeah, and it's got plenty of tails, and it's fire. And we all love fire. Fire is brilliant. Brilliant! Although this is the less cool fire one, but you'll find out about a cooler one at a later date. But I just wanted to say, Vulpix is a cool lad, and so is Ninetales. Another cool lad. Or lass, of course. They are both cool. 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 In the end, Vulpix and Ninetales represent everything I love about Pokemon. They are beautifully designed, rich with mythology and character both in-game and beyond it. Best of all, they are very, very Japanese. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon was created by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you're interested and you enjoy the show, please do give us a 5-star rating and review on iTunes, and share this podcast with your Pokemon-loving friends. If you have anything to say about the next couple of Pokemon we'll be covering, Jigglypuff and Zubat, let me know all about it. I'm on Twitter and Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN, and you can email the show at LukeLovesPKMN at gmail.com. I love Vulpix, and remember, I love you too.